Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. We're going to start today by going over the little indicative mood test that we had. Um, but Carla isn't here and Moosey isn't here. They're the two that I really was thinking have been with us pretty much all the way through. Greg. I'm here. Moosey's here. Oh, there I, she is. I okay. just got here. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then if Carla comes in, we'll go over that uh, indicative mood because there will have three of us then that can, that can really appreciate it. Uh, but meanwhile, let's talk. Uh, Jessica had a very good question. Uh, which I'd like for her to ask again so you guys can hear it and we can talk about it. Jessica, ask your question again that you asked me. Yeah, I don't know if I can ask it in the same way, but what's the difference between the accusative and the nominative? Okay. Nominative. nominative, I'm having a bit of a challenge. Nominate. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope that I can uh, answer it the same way, even if you didn't ask it the same way. The nominative, the nominative case is the basic form of the word. It's the way the word would appear in a dictionary. It's the way that the word would appear if you look at a word list. It's the basic form of the word, and it's going to be used to talk about the subject of the sentence. So the subject of the sentence is what's been, what, what is it that's verbing? What is doing the action of the verb? That okay. word will be in the nominative case. Okay. Now, it also can be used the word like they are there is and then when it's used like that it's called predicate nominative so like she is a girl the word girl would be nominative because it would tell what she is it would tell it's like an equal sign almost and okay. so that's called that's also the nominative now the accusative for the direct object so if you're whatever got verbed in the sentence is going to okay. be in the See, the, the trouble with, we have with this in English is that in English, we rely on word order. And we know right away from the word order who it is that's a subject and who is the object. We can tell that from the word order. But, um, but in Latin, they don't do it that way. And in English, if we were to say a sentence like, the girl the boy loves, well, we sort of know what it means. But it's a little tricky. We, it probably means the boy loves the girl just because the way it's worded. But I guess it could also mean the girl loves the boy. I mean, you really can't. But in Latin, we would never have a hesitancy. We could put those words in any order we wanted to. And assuming that the word boy is nominative, we'd know he's the one loving the girl. And if the word girl was nominative, we'd know it was she that was loving the boy. We would mm -hmm. know that by the endings. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important to get the endings right, because uh, if you Could get the they endings affect, wrong, they affect the meaning of the word or they the, affect the meaning of the word. Yeah, right. And so the other question is, I noticed in looking at a lot of these words, is there any way to understand these endings? I mean, because like moose, for example, which means mouse, the I mean, the the plural is like um, a Looks mural. like Yep, yep. Looks Mural, like and it's like, what on earth? <laughs> yep. Well, just like in English. Now, think about English a minute. And, I, and I've said this before. Okay, so you, um, so you, you go to the dentist because you want to have your teeth worked on, right? Mm-hmm. 
you have a tooth in your mouth and you have many teeth in your mouth and your dentist works on them. So you go down the street after you go to the dentist, you go to a restaurant, you sit and beat. There are a lot of beats that are empty. Right? Right. No. Foods, not beef. You don't say, I, I saw a lot of empty beef today. No, it's booze. Okay, so if it's tooth, if it's tooth, tooths, why isn't it booze? Or, or if it's teeth, why isn't it beef? Yeah, that's the problem I'm running into. That must just be the way Latin works, huh? <laughs> yep. And well, English is the same way. So you say, right. I got a box down my basement. My basement is full of boxes. And then you say uh, something like, uh, out in the field were many oxes. No, okay. we say oxen, but we don't say boxen. I have a lot of boxen. Okay. In my basement. Yeah, gotcha. Last so night I went out and had a couple beers. Went out and had a couple beers with the boys last night. <laughs> this morning I saw some deers in my field. So it's a memorization thing. <laughs> Just learn it by doing it, right? Okay. And you can imagine little children. We and Carla was talking about this. Little children had the same problem. Little Roman children looked at these endings and they probably said mooses or something instead of mures. They probably right. Um, right. It, some of them make more sense than others. Right. It's a very strange word. Uh, okay. I mean, it's a little, I mean, they're not all quite that weird. But I okay. gave you that one just because it's kind of weird and because we were learning animals and it seemed like a kind of a good one to do. Okay, and, uh, thank you. <laughs> but once you learn that moose murem, mures, mures, you'll always know it then. You know, it's right. so weird that it's so weird that it just uh, works. We're going to have some weird ones this week too, actually. Okay. All right, thank but let's you. look, let's see if we can do our declensions at least which is letter, I'm in the second part of the lesson. I'm in the part from lesson 46, uh, you know, the bottom part of the lesson. And mm -hmm. So I'm going to do exercise A, where it says complete the declension tables. And these declension tables are just to help you learn the endings. It's just a list of the endings. And they always do them in pretty much the same order, nominative, accusative, singular, and then on the right, nominative and accusative, plural, just so you can remember them. Okay. So on the left, how would we do femina? How would we do the nominative and accusative of that? <clears throat> well, the nominative is done for you. It's already there. Femina. Okay. That's your nominative. Now, what's your accusative? Would it be, I don't know, would it be adding E in this case? I don't know. It would be adding M. Femina. Oh, okay. Femina. Okay. okay, and that and I, and I just excuse me, it it'd be nice some background yeah. noise. If you got background noise, you might want to mute temporarily or whatever. It's it's not me. <laughs> Would help if you could. Okay, whoever is doing it. Thanks, famina, and the accusative is famanam. Now the nominative plural is famini with an ae. Oh, the accusative plural is famanos. Yes. So oh. the nominative is a or ae. The Accusative is A-M or A-S for this particular group, for group one, first declension, to call it. for group okay. one noun, type one nouns, if you want to call them that. Okay. Okay. Now, Agricola is going to be done exactly the same way. Agricolam on the left. Okay. Nominative and accusative, then Agricolae, Agricolas. It's going to be done exactly the same way. Huh. Okay. <laughs> The only thing about Agricola you have to remember is what? Does anyone remember what the weird thing is about Agricola? What's Agricola it's, mean? Uh, farmer. Yep. 
And what do we have to remember about that word? It's feminine. Or it's, yeah. It it's looks so feminine. It looks oh, it's feminine. masculine. Masculine, that's right. Okay. Now, Ramos. Branch. Branch. Group two. Group two. So the nominative is going to be Ramos. What's the accusative going to be? Uh, accusative. Ramum. Yep. yep. Ramum. Okay. And then on the okay. right, the nominative plural is going to be. Uh, that I don't know. R A M I. Rami. Rami. R A M I. And then the accusative plural is going to be. Ramos. Ramos. O S. O S. So A S O S. They sort of make sense in a funny kind of way. A S for accusative plural of the first group. O S, accusative plural of the second group. Okay. And then ES, accusative plural for the third group. Oh, okay. All right. So it sort of makes sense in a weird sort of way. All right. Now, here's one I, that, that'll throw you a little bit, the word weir. Weir means man. And it's just done exactly the same way, except that it ends in IR. So it's weir for the nominative. Weir room for the accusative. E-I-R-U-M. Weary for the nominative plural and weirose for the accusative plural. So weir, weirum, weary, weirose. Okay. So it's a group two noun like Ramos, except that it ends in R instead of US. That's all. It's now homo, meaning man. Homo oh. is the So it goes homo. This one, I almost have to tell you what the accusative singular is because you couldn't guess it. Homonym. So the accusative singular is H-O-M-I-N-E-M. -E but once you know that one, then you can do the plural H-O-M-I-N-E-S for both. H-O-M-I-N-E-S. There is no difference between the nominative and accusative plural. Okay. And that does make Latin a little tricky because then you have to figure out if you see a sentence, is that word plural or is that word, I mean, is that word, nom is that, is that word nominative or is that word accusative? Now, that can get a little tricky. All right, Le lakes. Lake, 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 and then the plural is leges, leges. And that's law, right? That's law. That's right. All right, we get legislative from it, legislature, and things like that. All right, now, Sonic Tus is fourth declension. Uh, it looks like it would be like Ramos. It looks like it would it would work like Ramos, but I happen to know it doesn't, so I can tell you that it doesn't. You wouldn't be able to tell that unless you looked it up in a dictionary and knew. But it would be sonitus. The accusative would be sonitum, which looks just like Ramos, but the plural is different. The plural is sonitus, long U.S., sonitus, long U.S. Again, the nominative and accusative plural are alike. Now, later... When we really get into this more, I will show you, you, you will never have trouble mixing these two up. Uh, I'll show you a way that you'll never mix them up, but I can't show you that bit because we don't know what I, what I need to show you to do that. Okay. All right. And fifth declension ends in ES, race. Three out of the four are the same. That was kind of easy. You're fading in and out. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I heard race. 
Yes, it's so it's race, rem, race, race. Okay. So it's R E S R E M R E S R E S. Oh, okay. All right. Now let's look at these sentences. This, these sentences will answer a lot of questions because if you can translate these sentences, then you understand the cases. If you can't, you probably don't. And I, I mix the word order up like a real Latin author would do. So number one, pueros canes within. What does that sentence mean? The boys see the dogs? Or do I got something wrong? <laughs> um, now, which word, is, which word in that sentence can only be nominative? What, well, uh, well, better yet, which word, is there any word in that sentence that can only be nominative or accusative? Um, the, let's see. See? I'm not sure. Well, that one can, yes, but that's the verb. And that's oh. a good point. Look at that word because it's ENT, meaning they see. Okay, so oh. does it mean the boys see the dogs or the dogs see the boys? The only way you can oh. tell is look at, look at Pueros. Pueros is OS. When you were doing Ramos, you told me OS was accusative, right? Yeah. So that means that Pueros has to be accusative. Canes could be nominative or accusative, but since Pueros can only be accusative, Canes is nominative, so the sentence means the dogs see the boys. Oh, okay. See your word order. Don't go by word order because it looks like it would mean the boys see the dogs. But I tricked you, but I put the word boys first, and that's perfectly all right to do. Okay. It simply means I'm emphasizing the words boy by putting it out of its normal word. The normal word order is nominative, use the verb. But since I put it out of its normal order, I'm emphasizing the boy, the dogs see the boys, not the girls or something else, whatever. Okay. Not the rabbits. All right, number two. That's an easy one. Repeat. I'm sorry. The girls. The girls. Oh, man. You were fading again. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm fading. Uh, now you're good. The girls, um, the girls are they happy. Are, I, I, they are um, praising? No, I'm, I'm getting no. that mixed up. Happy. They are happy. 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 Lighttime. And notice that, so therefore in that sentence, Eli is your subject and Lighti is your predicate nominative because it's explaining what the girls are. Actually, it's a predicate adjective. But, okay. Yeah. All right, number I three. I forgot Laudette is praising. Clear epistulas habit. The man has a letter. The letter? Has letters, plural. Letters. The man oh. has letters. Okay. All right, number four. We're Agricola Est. The man is a farmer. The farmer, good. Okay. All right, five. Ad casam pueri feminam portam. That one I had trouble with. I think something about carrying. Yep. Anybody get it? The boys carry 
carrying the woman to the house or to the cottage. Oh, the boys are carrying the woman to the cottage. Okay. Woman is the direct object. Cottage is using it because of the word odd. Odd means toward. And that's why. Okay. All right. Six. Serwi Adkasam Ambulant. Something about slaves in a house. Ambulant hmm. means. If you are an ambulatory patient, you oh, can the slaves are walking to the house. That's it. That's it. That's it. By the way, now you know what a now you know what a somnambulist is. Right. You know what a somnambulist is. Somnambulist. Uh, underwater. It's a fancy <laughs> way. It's a fancy way of saying a sleepwalk. Person walking okay. in their sleep. Oh, psalmist means sleep. Oh, psalm. Okay. I thought you said sub. I'm sorry. S O M N U S. Okay. All right. Seven. Servos Lytos Antonius. Something about Antonio's slaves. Can you repeat? Uh huh. Servos Lytos. Antonius Habet. Uh, Antonio's slaves have something. I'm sorry, I'm not getting that one. <laughs> and uh, the slave, uh, well, I lost my place on it. Where is the background noise coming from? It's not me. Yeah, somebody's got some background noise. If you're going to have some background, if you're doing something, you might want to mute until you get done with that would be a little bit better uh, it means Antonius has happy slaves oh see I missed the happy I'm sorry that's alright well you can get it the next time alright Antonia est amica Antonia is a friend or the friend a friend, friend. the friend either one either one okay we are on our gross ambulance uh, the man is the man is walking a walk oh uh, uh, gross okay that one I didn't figure out the fields the man is walking toward the fields. Oh. Uh, I need to study the vocabulary more. <laughs> All right. And 10, mures lupos timen. Mures lupos timen. That one confused me. It's something about mice. Mm -hmm. And is that wolf? Yep. Not sure of the last word. I'm sorry. The mice, um, the mice frighten the wolves. Frightened. That's why I didn't recognize that. That's word. not likely. That's not likely. But uh, <laughs> anyway. maybe they're really big mice. I don't know. Or maybe they're really chicken kind of wolves. Number eleven. A pistulas poeta habit. 
Hiskilas apud virum purta. Hiskilas poeta habet is the first part. Something about having letters. The poet has letters. Ah, the poet I'm missing the most letters. Okay. The poet the has carries letters. the letters. Carries the letters. Would. I'm sorry, repeat. And carries the letters. Apud Wiram. What's Apud mean? I have no idea. To the house of. So, and carries the letters to the man's house. Okay. Okay. Now. Hey, I just joined. Make, this is Carla. Where are we? Hi, hi, Carla. We're in letter. We just finished letter B. Okay. Uh, we I, just finished yeah. letter B of the second section of it. Uh, lesson 47. No, 46. Uh, we're in the 46 part. We're in, okay. the, we're in the bottom part. But when you, now that you're here, as soon as we finish these exercises, I'm going to go over your indicative test. You and Lucy are both here. I'm sure you guys probably did this indicative thing. All right, letter C. This says make each sentence say the opposite by changing nominatives to accusatives and accusatives to nominatives. In other words, um, I'm going to write a not to make the sentence say the opposite. So the first sentence says, Femini mures wigent, the women see the mice. We want to change it to say the mice see the women. How do, without, without changing the word order, all we're going to change is... Ooh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> this one, I'm not there yet. How do we do that? Anybody got it? All we do is write Feminas mures wigent. Change the A-E to A-S, and that's all we have to do. And yet the whole meaning of the sentence changes. Now it means the mice see the women, just by changing that one little thing. Okay? Number yeah. two. Nalta puelas amat means the sailor loves the girls. We want to say the girls love the sailor. The girls love the sailor. Puelas. Puelai. Yep. Puelai. Oh. Don't change the word order, though. Uh, what are we going to do with now? Not taste. Not taste. Now, not Tom. Now, not Tom. One sailor. I'm sorry. Now, Tom. Who will I? I'm a, uh, Now, type. Who will I'm sorry. Wrong. Now, type. Who will Notice you have to change. I'm a, Because now you're saying the girls love the sailor. Okay, these are hard. Homo serum we get. Sees the slave. Keep the words exactly in the same order. We're going to change it to say the slave sees the man. How do we do it? Servus virum vidit. Yes, except instead of virum, say hominem. Hominem servus vidit. Oh. Yeah. Okay, number four. Agricola servos laudat. The farmer praises the slaves. We want to change it to say the slaves praise the farmer. Servus agricolum laudat. Yes, pretty much, except for the word servus. Laudam servi. I'm, I'm sorry, wrong. Agricolum 
Serwi Laudant. Uh, Agricolam Serwi Laudant. And Laudant has to have an NT on it. All right, one more. Canis Incolas Tinent. I can't find it. means the dogs frighten inhabitants. Change it to say the inhabitants frighten the dogs. Canis would stay this. Okay. It would be Con M, yes, Con M. In coli. In coli. And then he meant. Got it. Conis in coli. And again, isn't that something that one little change like that will change the entire sentence? Yeah, oh. I'm still working on those. So I <laughs> Let's do one more. Poeta filias laudat means the poet praises daughters. We're going to change it to say the daughters praise the poet. <laughs> Poetam. Poetam, Eli, Laudan. Poetam. I had Poetam, right? <laughs> Poetam, Laudant, right? Yeah. I, I think that yes. would be, again, my yeah. device lost all my extra. Oh, I, I don't yeah, know what I'm going to do. This is driving me nuts. I just now I'm in the right place. I've been lost. Oh, all I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's see if we can do these few little translate. Now, these translations are the hardest thing. I used to do these in school when I would say I got them all right, and I'd get in class and find out I missed half of them. So these are hard. These are hard. Don't feel bad if you if you get these wrong. The poet praises fields. Poet. Um. So we're going to do it subject, object, verb. That's the normal word order. So, poeta, laudat. Agros. Agros laudat. Number two, the man is a sailor. Vir nauta est. Okay. And this would be a pre predicate nominative. That's right. Predicate nominative. You're right. The mouse fears the sound. Mouse hears the sound. Mm, mm, um, moose? Or, yep. Um, I don't know what the word for here is. Uh, no, it's here. Moose? Here. Um, so, uh, sonitum. Sonitum. Timet. Timet. We are a yeah, moose, sonitum, timet. The second part of that sentence, he walks into the field. In agrum ambulat. And plus accusative. In agrum ambulat. I actually got that one right. Okay. All right. The angry woman fears the law. Irata femina legum 
Tim M. Good. Tim. Okay. L-E-G-E-M is the only thing I think you might have right? Legem? Legem, yes. Legem. Legem. Tim M. All right. Last one. The boys and men praise poets. Puery at Weary. Poet Tom. Laudant. No, poet. The only mistake is poets. Yeah, poet had was on the word poets. Oh, poet Poetos. Poetos. That's it. Everything Poetos. else is perfect. Laudant. Wow. All right. Good. So that's a good start uh, on the accusative and the nominative. That's a good start. Now, I want to look at our test on the indicative mood, which comes next. And just to see uh, how you did on this. Again, if you didn't do well, well, that's all right. You got time to look this over. And you knew people like Jessica. You didn't. You would really not probably. You would have a tough time doing this because you haven't been with us during all this time. But uh, anyway, you can see how you did. Number one, what would the answer be? Anybody get it? Yeah. Where's my paper? I can't find anything. My homework. The guide dog ate my homework. <laughs> what lesson are we on now? Oh, we're on that test. It's, it's, in for, it's right below the exercise we just did. Right okay. It's test on the indicative mood. Okay. Um, and they're all letters. Your answers are going to be A, B, or C. B. You're right. B is correct for number B one. Is, okay. All right. For number two. Um, uh, it's past perfect. I B. I was fighting. No. No. See, I had. Oh, yeah. Because yep, that's past perfect. All right, three. Hey, under that, I have things from lesson 45. I'm not seeing the test, and I, I saw it and did it somewhere. But... Oh, um, it's at, Maybe. Carla, it's at the bottom of uh, 46, I think. It's at the bottom of lesson 47. It's the very last thing in, well, not quite the last thing in 47. It's, it's in lesson 47 at the bottom. I better get back to forty-seven because you said we were in forty-six, and I well, said, we we you know, we were doing we were doing forty-six the lesson forty-six part of lesson forty-seven. You know what I mean? We yes, I'm going to look for it now. So okay. Anyway, okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to give you the answers, and you can listen to the recording, or I can I can even send them to you. In fact, after today, I will send them next week to you, so you'll have them. So number two was C. Number three was A. Number four was B. Number five was B. Number six was C. Number seven was A. Eight B. Nine C. Ten A. Eleven A. Twelve A. Thirteen A. Fourteen C. Fifteen B. Sixteen C. Seventeen A. 18A, 19B, and 20C. So you can, uh, and I'll send, I'll send these to you next week and you can check them and, and you can 
If you have any questions on them, you can bring them up next week and we'll go over it. Uh, I'll explain to you why, why that would be the correct answer or whatever. Okay, very good. Uh, if, you guys, if you guys listened to karaoke last week, we sang, uh, not we, my wife and I, my wife played the omnicord and I sang Kesarasara. Uh, so uh, if you want to, we can sing Kesarasara or we can sing Where uh, He's a Jolly Good Fellow or neither one. Anybody want to sing one or the other? Let's do both. Let's do both. Let's do He's a Jolly Good Fellow. Here we go. Ready? And remember to mute when you sing. Namile is bonus amicus, Ile is bonus amicus, Ile is bonus amicus. Quote name on a get, neget. Quote name on a get, neget. Quote name on a get, neget. Namile is bonus amicus. Quote name on a get, neget. Namila is bona amica, Ila is bona amica, Ila is bona amica. Quote name on a get, neget. Quote name on a get, neget. Name on a get, neget. Namela espona amica. Good name on a get, neget. Okay, here we are. Case or all to Ubi eram puenula. Matrim rogabam de postero. Eron epocra alti ways. Eami dike bat. Tune quae series. Steering the fast to be Quimping him de-de-de-rint Ut melius erit Quid quid erit pati Cum fierim virgo pokra Amicum rogabam quid archida Eramus nebeati Alp di wittes Eramicus di kebat Tune quae series, skire ne fasti bi, quem finem di dederint, ut melius erit, quid quid erit pati. One second. Ah, let's see, where am I here? Nunc Filiolum habeam matrim rogaba de postero. Erit me poke, abdi itero. Tune quae series, skire nefas tibi. Ah, when I've lost a place again. Quentin MD Dederant Melius Erit Quid Quidderit Pati Carpe We Carpe Diem Sorry, I got a phone call in the middle of that. I was trying to shut it up and kind of interfered with my case. Sarah, Sarah. So, all right. Now, we're going to throw another. Here, guys, because we're going to do neuter nouns. Neuter, by the way, the word neuter, neither masculine nor feminine. That's what the word neuter means. And it's interesting to think about how many languages have neuter gender. Uh, we Spanish doesn't, French doesn't, 
but German does and Russian does. And I don't know whether any other languages do or not. Uh, but those languages do. Oh, Italian doesn't. No, um, it's more Romance. I think the Romance language has pretty much ditched it. Uh, it's Latin. <laughs> yeah, Latin. Yeah, it is now 4.40 p.m. You got 20 Thank you, sir. So are Thank we going back to the top of 47? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we're going to the top. Hey, Gary, Nothing? I just... Uh, the Chinese have neuter Chinese okay. language. And, and I bet <laughs> Japanese might too. Okay. That's interesting. And also another thing about those languages, some of those languages, they have the verb at the end of the sentences, which you know everybody says that's weird about Latin, but more languages put the verb at the end of the sentences than don't. It's just that the ones we study most, like French, Spanish, they, they don't. But a lot of languages in the world do. And it's kind of neat because it, it builds suspense in the sentence. You wonder what it's going to happen. At the very <laughs> end of the sentence, you find out what's going to happen. So um, the problem with these neuter nouns is that now in the sentences we just did, we could tell what was nominative and we could tell what was accusative pretty easily. But when you get to neuter nouns, they the, the ones that are in second declension look like they're always accusative, even though they might be nominative. And the ones in the third declension look nominative, even though they might be accusative. Mm. And the neuter plurals are always ending in A, so you might think they were first declension singular. And the only way you can tell is from the verb. So you have to watch real carefully in your, uh, in your endings. Uh, you have to watch real careful, and uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And then I also uh, give you some example of this in here. I tell you, notice that similarities of form can cause problems in figuring out the meaning of sentences. And the best way to distinguish whether a neuter noun is nominative or accusative is look at the words around it and see which words can't fit into both slots. Some words can only fit into one slot, and therefore that helps you. So, for example, puella bakula habet. Now, the verb is singular. Puella can only be nominative. Sticks, bakula, could be nominative or accusative. So that means it means the girl has sticks. And you can tell that by, but you have to, you have to reason it out. And that's why. Um, mm. Or what about this sentence? Tempus corpus delet. Delet means destroys. All right, you got two U.S. nouns. You might think both of them are nominative, but one of them is accusative. Which one? Well, in this case, you can't tell. You're going to have to work it out by reasoning. Does it make better sense to say, Time destroys the body, or the body destroys time. Mm. Obviously, time destroys the body. Yeah, especially those of us that are getting older. Time destroys the body. So, and that's what it means. But you, and that when you've got to reason it out, you you can't. There's no words you can use because it's all, you know, it's the same. Uh, let's look at the vocab list at least. Auxilium means aid or help. We get the word auxiliary. Anything that's auxiliary 
is something that's going to help in some ways. Like the ladies auxiliary at your church might be people that are helping one way or another. Um, Bakalum means stick. Um, we get the word botch. Well, indirectly from that. Botulism is um, a lot like bakalum. Bacteria look like sticks, by the way. But botulism, I think, uh, comes from a Latin word that means sausage, because I guess sausages can go bad and make you sick. I don't know. Anyway, bellum means war. No, no derivative from that word. And bellum garret means he wages war. Uh, bell, the only word we get from that is belligerent. If you're belligerent, you're always trying to fight with someone. Hmm. Concilium means plan, counsel, we get from it. And concilium copit means he makes a plan. Gaudium means joy. If you have gaudy looking clothing, they're very, they look very joyous or bright looking. Here's my favorite Latin word. It just sounds so funny. Opidum. It means town. There's no derivative from it. You just have to learn that. Um, periculum means danger. We get the word peril. From it. Premium means reward. We get the word premium. A premium is something you get that's extra or it gives you a reward in some way. Uh, and notice that change of spelling. Premium is A E. Premium is E. Werbum means word. We get the word verb from it. And those are all second declension neuters right there. Now, here comes third declension neuters. Animal and the, the accusative. Uh, plural would be animalia, and that word means animal. That's pretty easy to figure out. Caput sounds German, but no, it's Latin. It means head. <laughs> uh, capita is the accusative plural, and you know the, the phrase per capita. Per capita means by the head, that uh -huh. is by the person, per person. Mm. Corpus, the accusative plural is corpora, or nominative plural corpora. It means body. We get the word habeas corpus. Habeas corpus means you may have your body and take it where you want. If you're not charged with a crime, we have a certain amount of time. Uh, and, of course, we get corporal. A corporal in an army is in, is in charge of a body of men. Uh, corpus Christi in, in uh, the, the town. Corpus Christi means the body of Christ. Corporal punishment. Corporal uh -huh. punishment is punishing your body. Right. Now, that, is this where we get the core too, like uh, the yes. core and yes, yes, a body, a body of men. Yes, that's correct. And esprit de corps, you know, the mind of working as a team. Uh, esprit, there's the French. That's a French. Uh, esprit de corps. And then we have French expression. Cuerpo in, in Spanish. Cuerpo. Cuerpo, yep. Same thing. Comes right from that word. Flumen means river. Flumina is the accusative plural. Flume, you have a ride at King's Dominion called a flume ride, which is a, has to do with logs going into the water and that kind of thing. Eter. Itinera means journey. We get the word itinerary. Uh, and iterfocket means he makes a journey. Journey. He travels. 
itinerant teacher, like itinerant teacher, goes from place to place, journeys, goes around. Yeah, good. And your, like I said, your itinerary is your plan for your trip. Litus litera means shore. Sure. No, no derivative there. I'm talking about like a seashore. Mare maria means the sea. Get marine, marine life, marine anything, anything that's marine pertains to the sea. Maritime, maritime. Is that maritime. is that a feminine sea? No, or? no, no it's all neuter. new. No, these these are all new. Okay. No men, no men means name. Nomenclature is when you call some, you know, use certain terminology like when you talk about the bow and the stern and all that stuff using using nautical nomenclature. And and that word's very interesting because in in Roman politics, if you were running for office, you would have a guy standing behind you, maybe a slave of yours, and he would be called a nomenclator. And that means his job was to shout out the names of people or maybe to whisper them to you as they came up. So if I walked up to you, your slave would whisper to you, that's Gary. <laughs> so then you could say, oh, hi, Gary. How are you doing, bud? And, you know, I would say, he knew me. I'm going to vote for him. He knew who I was. But really, his slave knew who I was and told him who I was. So it's, it was a way of, you know, helping the politician to know who he was talking to. And he was called a nomenclator. Um, uh, opus, and the plural is opera. It means work. And uh, you get magnum opus, a masterpiece. Oh, wow. Uh, opus is a work. Opus 17, that was a four-season song back in the 60s. This meant 17th work, or work <laughs> 17. And opera, a whole bunch of works put together, a whole bunch of musical works put together. Equals an opera. You know, in yeah. French, you've got oeuvre, and oeuvre. in Spanish, yeah. you've got obra maestra, like your yeah. masterwork, obra. Yeah. And of course, operate comes from this indirectly, sort of. Uh, so, yeah. Magnus, magna, magnum. Now, adjectives have to be masculine and feminine and neuter so they can modify or describe. We're going to be doing adjectives in a little while, but. So we can modify or describe all the words. And so we have to give all three forms. And so it means large or big. If you magnify something, you make it bigger. Multus, multa, multum means many. Many faceted means many sided. Remember that song? I was so proud of myself in 10th grade. And that song by Procol Harum came out that went, You're multilingual business friend. <laughs> Let's packed his bags and fled. Remember that song called Heimberg? <laughs> it was a good song. And I thought, I know what multilingual means. I thought I was hot stuff. I knew what multilingual meant. <laughs> uh, means many, speaks many languages. Okay. Um, Teret means frightens. Uh, the op- kind of the opposite of Timet. So now you got some tough exercises this week because you got some tough sentences in here. You're going to be throwing your notes at me by the time you finish these sentences. Uh, they're a little tough. <laughs> so, okay. Let's see how much time we have. I think we got about nine minutes. Nine minutes. So I want to talk about Lucumo. 
was he was a weird dude he was a guy that came from up in the north of italy and he came down into rome when ancus martius was the king and he was the guy that i said he didn't like being from up there in the northern part of italy because he had been his family had migrated there and he didn't get accepted very well up there and he couldn't really make a name for himself up there and so he didn't like being up there and he wanted to come to rome he thought maybe he could make a name for himself down in Rome. And so he's traveling down. Remember, he's the guy that was riding along in the carriage. His, wife, his wife's name, by the way, was Tanaquil. I think that's such a neat name. It sounds like an old English name. It sounds like something out of North Norse mythology or something. But anyway, her mm -hmm. name was Tanaquil. And as they were riding along in their carriage, remember, a bird, an eagle came along, swooped down, grabbed Lucumo's hat off his head, flew up in the air with it, and came back and dropped it back on his head. Now, in those days, girls didn't take dancing lessons or flute lessons or recorder lessons or piano lessons or guitar lessons, but they might take augury lessons. That is, lessons to know how to interpret signs and omens. Any girl worth her salt probably took a course in that. And so Tanaquil, this man's wife, had taken a course in that. She was good at interpreting omens. And so she said, that means, that bird coming down like that, that means that you're going to be really famous and do really well in Rome. You're, you might even be the king someday in Rome. Um, so she was real excited that her husband was going to do so well for himself when he gets to Rome. And he gets to Rome, and he's got a lot of money. He does have some money. And so he kind of makes a big splash. He gets to Rome. He kind of talks to everybody, is real nice to everybody. If he can give somebody a loan or if he can give them a gift, he will. And he gets in good with everyone because he's, you know, just a nice guy, just the kind of guy you would like, kind of guy who might give you a little something. Um Maybe invite you over to dinner, maybe take you out to dinner, something like that. And uh, so he got to be really well liked by a lot of people. And he got to be, it, it came to the ears of the king that this new guy had come along. So this, the king got to know him and the king got to really like him. Got to the point where the king wouldn't do anything without asking his advice about how to do it. Uh, and so the king liked this guy so much, this Lucimo that he made him the tutor for his sons. Well, that was a mistake. Because when that king got sick and they got ready to elect a new king, this guy made sure that his two pupils that he had were out of Rome when the election took place. He sent them on a hunting trip. You know, boys like to go hunting. He said, okay, guys, go on hunting. He didn't tell them they were going to have an election for the next king. So when they got ready to have the election, guess who they elected the next king? This guy, <laughs> instead of the two boys that he was supposed to be tutoring. So this guy then will become the fifth king of Rome. And his name will be changed from Lucumo to Tarquinius Priscus, which means Tarquin the Old, to distinguish him from Another king later that we're going to learn about, Tarquin the Proud. Now, this king 
is a pretty good guy. He's a nice guy, but he's kind of a schemer. He's kind of he's a, he's the kind of guy that's always looking out for number one. He's always looking out to see what he can do to advance his reputation. He's always looking out to see what he can do to to better his position. And that's the thing that that you notice about him in particular. A nice guy, but always looking out for number one, you might say. And he enlarged the Senate by appointing new people to the Senate, but the people he appointed are going to be loyal to him. And so it was done to get a king's party, you might say, in the Senate who can always take his side, you know. Okay, and so I'm going to stop there because I think we're almost out of time. And we'll talk about the fifth king, and we'll talk about a hothead next week. We'll talk about a hothead. Or maybe I should say a redhead. Or maybe I should say um, a flaming head. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And so do your homework for next week, and I'll send you, along with the notes, I'll send you the answers to that quiz we went over today. So that if you didn't find it, you will have it, and you can check it. Okay. Any questions, comments, Snyder marks, anything? I like especially how you presented those neuter nouns. Did you did you make up that explanation? Did you get it out of a grammar book? It was a very it was very well presented. I mostly made it up. Well, that is good. You you need to write a book. Uh, I I I sort of I took a grammar book, but I did it my own way. they're real, you know. I did it my own way to try to make it clear how confusing they are. <laughs> how to make it clear how confusing they are. That's not very good. But you, you know what I mean. Try to point out the pitfalls. You might well, of all the grammar books that I've seen with the Latin, and I've never seen one done as well that made it so clear. Carla, you'll swell my head. I'll be having a flaming head next week when we come. 